Hi, welcome to Two Guys, One Girl Santa, your family neighborhood podcast, where we come together, drink some beer, spill on the floor, and talk about the nerdy things that we love. Uh, today is episode 28. I'm your host, Matt Tapia. With me is Nicole. Nicole, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? I am thoroughly exhausted. It has yeah. been a weekend for the, honestly, since Tuesday of last, for pretty much the last seven days, yeah. there has been something that's been going on every single day. So Tuesday we saw uh, Spider-Man. Tuesday we saw Spider-Man. Wednesday was the third. We went out, had a few drinks. Maybe not all of us, but, you know, mm-hmm. this is my week. Uh, <laughs> Thursday was July 4th. Um, the 5th, yeah, holiday, drink, watch fireworks. The 5th, go to a friend's birthday party. Well, not birthday party, just his July 4th, 4th party. party. His annual celebration with Yeah. Uh, Saturday, went to the lake. Sunday, ladies, uh, women's national championship for Very soccer. World Cup. And then Monday was recovery. So I, I had a full full week. I mean, you were mm. there. You were there for a part of it, Nicole. Yeah, we were there. We were at the lake. We were there for those shenanigans. You were at uh, the we were Independence at, Day party. We were at the the fifth for the fifth party. And of course, we saw Spider Man far from home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cameron, we usually do a a podcast the day uh, uh, right before right. Seth's Independence party, but we couldn't have it because you were. I was in the Great Smoky Mountains, Mm. drowning in a sea of... uh, Sweat and tears? Yeah, I mean, drowning in a sea of, like, middle America, basically. Black bears. A sea of black bears. I would have rather jumped into a sea of black (laughs) bears. There are so many people in Gatlinburg this time of year, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, Um, that that does not... I went once in February, and I thought it was too many people. Oh, really? Because I've been in January, and it was, like, legitimately snowy. But I thought that was great. Like, there, there was... Obviously not 900 degrees, and uh, there was not that many people. So, I, <clears throat> but this was fun too. The part time we spent in the Smokies was fun. Gatlinburg was an experience. Dot 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 question mark. So, uh, did you get to? You've been there before, right? I mean, I went there once before with like a group of people my own age with like a meetup group. If anyone remembers meetup.com. sure. Um, and that was a little different than going with. Your two daughters, your wife, your sister and brother-in-law, and their parents. Yeah. Um, different dynamic. Different dynamic. Um, Did you go to Dollywood? No, we will go to Dollywood, but the kids aren't old enough for Dollywood. Yeah. So. Can't enjoy the rides. Yeah, and I want to go on the rides, so... Yeah. You say that now. I mean, I love roller coasters. As you get older, they don't become as enjoyable as you can't remember them. I mean, we'll see. I haven't been on one in a while, so... Hmm. I'll have to figure it out. Santa, do you enjoy roller coasters? Uh, I mean, I haven't really done that in a long time, so who knows what I feel now. When was the last time you were on a roller coaster, and where was it? Maybe 10, 15 years ago? Six Flags? Just like Disney either, World? It was either Louisville, or okay. maybe Kings Island. Kentucky Kingdom, yeah. or Cincinnati, Kentucky's Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It has been a very long time for me. It's either like Bush Gardens, Florida, or... If anybody's ever heard of Kennywood in Pennsylvania, does a does a water slide count as a, as a roller coaster? No, not unless it's a really intense water slide. 
I don't remember the la- I don't remember where this roller coaster was, but I remember the name of the last roller coaster. It was Twisted Sister. Mm. Did they play Twisted Sister songs? It was a wooden roller coaster. Wooden roller coasters are awesome. Yeah, that's all I remember. Old school racketies. What's funny is Kennywood, who everybody has heard of. Uh, no. what, even though it's not a very well-known park, it has two of the top ten roller coasters in the world, or at least you know for a time it did. The, the ratings may have changed, but it's it's got some good roller coaster rides. I Vintage mean, wooden roller coasters. Dollywood got a lot of the old Nashville Opryland roller coasters, which, which is great. I remember growing. It's up. glad it's it's great that they went somewhere and aren't just rotting. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think probably Kings Island's probably the best amusement park with. Closest to us, I think. Where's that? Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Okay. It's got some really awesome roller coasters. What about it? Has um, the Beast, which is like the, the longest close. wooden roller coaster out there. What's that other one? Uh, not uh, Cedar Point. What about that? That's in Ohio too. That's that's a, that's like close. That's in the north. Uh, uh, they west. have like the most roller yeah. coasters. They got the all the wooden roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then Holiday World, which has free soda. Free, free sunscreen. Free parking. And free parking. I hear it's worlds of fun. It's where family it's in and the, fun come together. It's in the fantastic city of Santa Claus, Indiana, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Santa Claus, Indiana? Yeah. yeah it is. It's the town they named after Santa. <laughs> Not this Santa, but... Anyway, Santa... Oh, that's why they call it Holiday World. Yes. But I'm ashamed. And on that note, enough about roller coasters and, and and Santa. Thank you for saying more than just a few words when we introduce you. I really appreciate that. That's a lot of growth. So today we're talking about uh, the latest of the MC Universe movies, Spider Man. I guess Far From Home. This from is home. episode two or s- sequel one, Spider Man two of the reboot with Tom Holland. Um, Cameron, what do you think? I liked it. Um, I think in a, a small sign that the whole Marvel shtick is wearing on me a little bit I was I found myself kind of like bored and figuratively looking at my watch during the Iron Man mechanism crap that happened in the plane like okay. when they were building his suit like, like a montage yeah well it just like magically like he presses a button and the back of the plane turns into like some sort of Tony Stark dungeon lab. sure lab I'm just I'm over that at that, this point I guess you're ready for the new generation yeah, of superheroes but, th- but that was like clearly the Avengers that was like old school like that's been happening since the very first Iron Man movie so I'm over that but every other part of the movie I thought was great like Tom Holland's a good Peter Parker you really identify with him Zandaya if is it Zendaya or Zendaya? Zendaya? Zendaya. Zendaya. Yeah. Zendaya. She's a the great Z actress. Girl. Yeah, she's a great actress. I think she's a great uh, Mary M- Jane. MJ. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. Nicole? Um, you know, it was a decent movie, but coming off of Endgame, it just kind of rung a little hollow for me, hmm. I guess. Um, I didn't... Some of the humor I thought was a little too cringy, mm. or like it just it not it didn't always make me laugh. Um, that wasn't. I like Zendaya. Zendaya. No, I don't know. You like that girl that played MJ? <laughs> I like her, but uh, I didn't feel any real chemistry between her and, and Peter. I guess like when they were together, um, and I kind of knew they would end up together anyway, so it's. 
like the whole tension with like the third wheel dude just kind of felt kind of trite and not really didn't it wasn't a real conflict between them. Hmm. Um, so you had some issues. Interesting. Yeah, I had some issues, but it's also it's like the the one to come after. Um, end game. End game was bound to be because you know you go up so high and greatest crossover event of all time with so many characters ending an era and then it's you know so for I for one enjoyed having a nice relief mm-hmm. I felt like the last three Marvel movies including Captain Marvel and the Avengers Affinity War and uh, Endgame you know high stakes a lot of tension a lot of sadness and I just needed some good old fashioned fun and I thought that's what Spider-Man Far From Home delivered. I'll, I'll probably be the odd one out on this one. All right. Well, Santa, yeah, you, 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 think, Santa. you have a chance to weigh Is in. Is Nicole the odd one life, or? I don't know. Are you the odd one? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. I just, it, it was too soon after Endgame. There, there were a lot of pieces in the movie that did, like, fit together, right? There, was it a, 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 a teenage rom-com? Was there was it another part of the MCU kind of the seriousness? I mean, they they kind of rushed the the last half of the movie. You know, uh, I think if they had waited till maybe the fall to release this movie, then uh, you know, it, I think it was just too soon after Endgame. Just like the whole Tony Stark stuff uh, was like, you know, it's like. Like painting him as like this this fallen god, god you, know, mm-hmm. you know, and then who's gonna be the next Iron Man? That kind of thing is like the, there hasn't been enough grieving done. I got you. you know, so Cameron, Santa, and Nicole said that they shit the bed with this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it, it was still bed. fine. Yeah. It was just like they stepped down. Yeah, uh, it, and, uh, it it would have been a better start to Phase Four than the end of Phase Three. I didn't. I felt like they didn't know if they wanted to like joke about Tony Stark's death. Like at the beginning, they have uh, you know Whitney Houston the and I will always love you. The in memorial, which I also was. That was a poor musical choice. I don't I think. Know. No, I thought I, it was hilarious because it was a poor music because it was like a kids video. <laughs> it you was know, a high school. But would high school kids know to like play that song? No, at this point yeah, I guess time. it's dated. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny to our demographic, which is who's going to see that movie. I mean, it was probably better than Green Day, Time of Your Life. But still. I would have walked out. If this... <laughs> <laughs> I guess I would have walked back in realizing that it was a joke. But, um, but uh, So yeah, th- that was a joke about Tony Stark's death. But then like later on, Peter Parker's like, crying because of the weight put on his shoulders of, like, quote, being the next Tony Stark, which... Uh, why does anybody like I, I get he could just turn it off like why does somebody need to be the next him you know yeah, I, I I didn't get that either so okay fair mm-hmm. point so they had to acknowledge the fact in the next movie I feel like that you know there was what did they call it the blip the, yeah, the time differences yeah. and some of the Avengers died and it was obvious natural for Spider-Man to hang on to the Tony Stark death because they obviously had the closest relationship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, does Spider-Man need to become the next Iron Man? I don't think so, but I'm also a 40-something 
adult, and this is a high school kid who, you know, feels certain pressures, society, yeah, society pressures, and mm-hmm. probably a, a, an Avengers pressure that I have no idea to even yeah. reference to, and maybe he felt like he had to be the next uh, Iron Man, when really he just needed to be himself. Well, but the I best Spider-Man he could be. I would understand the drive from within him to think he needed to be the next Iron Man, but I guess maybe a little bit of a problem with the script is it seems like it started out with everybody telling him he needed to be it's the next Iron Man. It's that balance that these solo movies yeah. tend to always have to try to, to, to you know, that line that does struggle where it's like the everybody outside of Spider-Man would pretty much acknowledge or didn't acknowledge that there were other Avengers still out there. Yeah. You know, everybody just assumed that, okay, they're like, well, the, uh, Iron Man and Captain America are gone. You're 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 the only Avenger left. You should be the next Iron Man. But it's like, there are other Avengers out there, but, but like in this movie, they don't yeah. they, they don't acknowledge that. They try and, to talk Who are older and more experienced than you are. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah like, like, why not give Thor the crazy computer stuff? You they know? only brought up, like, a handful of, like, other superheroes. They did try to talk through that, like... T- yeah, they he just was like, what about this Doctor guy? Strange, Captain Marvel, yeah. and Thor. Strange, but I don't know. You have like almost all of Wakanda, basically. Yeah, give it to give it to Chitala. <laughs> yeah, that the makes Chitala. more sense from a technology he's perspective. Super good at yeah, he's, yeah, he already has like the he's he's a wise person. He's the leader of his country. Give it to him. And also, like he can deal with advanced technology. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He almost Probably. killed his class by having a drone murder someone. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't. That was real sticky. That was. That I, was a little much for I me. I was not into that scene. Yeah. Mm. Um, I kind of, you know, you just mentioned Santana that you think this should have come out in the fall, and I think that would have been great. I guess what I kind of wanted after Endgame was something totally, completely different, like yeah, some, I mean, some that's what this batshit crazy space stuff or something. Like, the little bit at the end they showed with, like, Nick Fury. Like, that was like, we should have just gone here and did this. So, would you have been more happier with the Guardians of Galaxy 3? Uh, it just depends on what they do with it, I suppose. Well, that certainly would have been much different than Spider-Man. But I guess, uh, maybe seeing the, you know, the, the, the aftermath of in-game right away. Mm Mm-hmm. But and then it would have been also nice to see the aftermath of the in-game in, in space, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting, and maybe they'll cover cover that in the second yeah, Captain Marvel movie. Cap, yeah, Captain Marvel maybe. or Guardians Three or Guardians or both. Yeah. I thought so. One thing about the title, you know, Far From Home. It seems like Far From Home should be further than Europe, considering they just went all over the galaxy in Endgame. Mm-hmm. I still cling to my idea that nobody else had and probably thought was a dumb idea, which is like. What if Spider-Man Far From Home took place inside the Soul Gem during the five-year blip? And it's just, like, completely off the wall, whatever they want to do. Slow down there, Cowboy. <laughs> don't, don't go right too great. I, I had no problem with being Far From Home because every other Spider-Man movie we ever watched has always been in New York. Yeah. It's, it's, so, yeah. to me, I mean, being in Venice and That's true. Prague or wherever else places they were at was, From the was Spider-Man perfectly fine perspective, for me. it is true. I, I actually thought... The writing was fantastic, and I thought it was mainly probably more driven to a younger demographic than maybe just me. But I I felt it made it quick, it made it high, fast pace. It was pretty watchable. I also feel like it is more relatable to a younger generation, which I think is probably needed 
if they're going to continue with this MCU universe. We're going to die eventually. Yeah. I, I mean, are we going to be... What? Well, we probably will be when we're 50 or 35. Yeah. In the same way they still make Clint Eastwood movies for our dads, yeah. they're going to be still making like Marvel movies for us when the trad, the, the, the fad you know, 15 years from now is dance musicals or something. I, I will say I <laughs> the blip was hard to follow. Because there had to be so, somebody. I mean, I, I thought they left off the last Avengers, where like one of the, one of Spider-Man's friends is now older than him, or something like that. It just they talk about the blip, and yet everybody in his class is the same age. But somebody's not in age, and he's faking. Yeah, it, so it doesn't make any faking sense. Faking his age, I don't understand that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So I get that him and uh, what's his buddy's name. Ned. 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 I get that he and Ned were both snapped, so they both come back to high school. But like was that it, guy was it Flash? No, or Flash was Flash was. It seems like they're all snapped. They're all the same yeah, age, they're all the same. Yeah. Okay. except that one except Asian that one guy. guy. What was his name? I forget. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's like five years older and buff and hot. And they showed his before. Oh he was right, skinny, that guy. Skinny yes. guy. Okay, I got it. Um, yes. Basically, all the characters we knew and loved also just happened to get conveniently snapped. As well. yeah. Conveniently snapped. Well, but their you... IDs will still say their actual date of birth. Uh-huh. Because that's their birth. That's the day they were born. Yeah. Yeah. But since they blipped back five years later, yeah. they're still technically they need to go to high school. 17 right. instead of 21. Except for that one guy who didn't blip right. and is older, so... I know that, like, society kind of fell apart during that five-year thing, but presumably he would have, like, continued his education, you know? Like, no, if Tony like, Stark is having... Or not Tony... If if uh, if Captain America is having, like, I, coping meetings... But I thought he blipped, too. He's just trying to pass himself off as somebody who didn't blip. Because then he's older and can get alcohol. He did do that at one point in time. He was trying to get alcohol. Yeah, he's, like, he's saying still 17, that he was, even though his ID says he's 21. Yes. But why does he look different, then? No, it was Flash that was trying to get alcohol. Yeah, it was Flash, not the other guy. Flash blipped. Flash was Flash trying to blipped. say that he was actually 21 right. now, but he blipped. So. That's, yeah, that makes sense. But the other guy, the other guy should have finished high school five yeah. years ago. Yeah. You know, like He didn't. He should, he should have progressed. So, all in all, yeah. the blip was a little confusing. They, and they actually spent yeah. too much time on it, and they should have just moved on. If they they, went, they yeah. went pretty quickly. They over-explained like, it. But, they, but kudos for them for calling it the blip. I felt like that was like a good callback. Not callback, but... So, the Ameri- have you ever seen American Vandal? I know... They name certain events. So, mm-hmm. they have like the brownout and the other one. I can't remember. But... Sure, kids would name the event something, mm-hmm. you know, snappy. trendy and snappy. Right. Hashtag blip. Hashtag blipped. Yeah. Oh, he blipped. And it would be different than what the Avengers were calling it because they've never met the Avengers. The Avengers because would probably were, call it more... Well, they were calling it the snap, weren't they? The snap. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Or just... That's what I would call it. what they called it. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, Tony Stark definitely lives on. I thought the E of Glasses was, I don't know... Kind of a neat little trick. I, yeah. I did like how they made the glasses, like glasses like Tony would. would yeah, I think I feel like he's. You've seen either those glasses or something that looks real similar to yeah. them that he's worn. But Nicole, are they holding too much on to Tony Stark, and we just need to move on? Is Tony Stark it's, with the Avengers, or is he like not a, with the it's Avengers? It's a literal mantle being passed on to the Spider-Man. Like this is 
you're taking his place. You have his technology, his powers. You have his actual glasses on you. You got his you assistant. Get to, you get to talk to a snarky female assistant just like he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Probably eventually marry her. You got you got happy and then he got happy. So it the just feels like a little him. on the nose, I guess. But mm-hmm. so let's talk about the villain. Um, so Santa. Growing up, Spider-Man was definitely in my top three superheroes with Superman and and Batman. And I always appreciated, actually, the villains of Spider-Man the most. And I was a huge fan of Mysterio. And seeing Mysterio finally in a movie was getting me excited. What were your thoughts about how the Mysterio character got pulled off with the film? It's it's pretty pretty close to the comics and, and the animated show. I mean, as far as, like, Rose Galleries goes, Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe probably has the best villains. Yeah. Uh, I mean, comparable to Batman, and, like, in DC counterpart. Uh, and which, you know, we're only two movies into this current trilogy, uh, and I would say they, he's had the best villains uh, over Captain America's Thor, Iron yeah. Man, you know, in their solo movies. Uh, and, and Mysterio, I mean, he plays, you know, pretty good, and Jake Gyllenhaal was great. As, as Beck. As yeah. Beck. I So, you know, I even told, so Tyler, my wife, saw it with us, and I told her that, you know, she, it probably escaped her mind, she just listened to me, yeah. uh, that Jake Gyllenhaal was the, was the bad guy in the movie. His, his motivation... And she didn't put two and two together until the time when you were supposed to know he had no idea about right. what was going in on it. His motivation may have been a little, like... You know, hokey, whatever. But I mean, it, once that, it was that a was a bit comic book villain motivation. It was hokey for like a, a Marvel. They, movie, and they but. went way back, like more back than I felt like they needed to, which I thought was a bit of a problem because it was like he has this this you know crew of special effects people, which does play into the whole Mysterio thing. Because I mean, I yeah. think remember from comics, he was a special effects. He was, yeah. You know, illusionist and the whole. Projector robots was something I definitely remember from the Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoons of being a part of everything. But they're like, all right, I have these 20 people that are helping me out, and you just happen to be in some brief the, scene the in Iron, Iron Man, the very first Marvel movie, and you all also had a part too, but we don't have any scenes from previous movies from you, so just take our word for it. We, we had that Convenient. one. Convenient. That felt a little bit like you need to do it for everybody, or you don't need to do it for anybody. So. Yeah, I did think that was actually an improvement on the narrative that he has like a you know henchmen that are part of his production company, and it's not just all little camera gadgets making it happen. You know? Normal people henchmen too. Yeah, yeah. There's some really funny moments with that too. Like I love the guy who's like desperately trying to write new storylines for Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He's like outside, like yeah. like furiously scribbling down like bullshit for him to say. Yeah. And the the. The lady with the, the, lady the, with the, the costume. She's like, do you still need? Do you still yeah. need it? <laughs> I also like how they kind of um, send up their own their own plot arcs of previous movies, where it's like, apparently, saying you're from another dimension, battling elemental lords, is exactly the kind of thing that's believable in this day and age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I I thought it was a, the best villain they could have chosen, given the the mood and the theme of of what this movie was, which it was supposed to be a little bit lighthearted, it was supposed to be a little bit funny. 
Santa, are you okay with this Spider-Man compared to what I was... I was even watching Spider-Man 3 the other day, and I, I, I remembered, man, it was very moody, but then so were 2 and 1 with uh, Tobey Maguire. Just very moody, very emo. Did you like that better, or do you like this better with, okay. with Spider-Man? And, and I'm not even going to entertain the Andrew Garfield one, but... I mean, I guess, I mean, he's still, at least with these, he's, since he is younger and still in high school, so he's a, he's a teenager, wherein, like, the, like, Tobey Maguire, you know, he was, a, a, you know, a young adult at that point when he was going through his emo phase, you know, and, and, and all, it always, you know, the, the, the reason they were being emo is because of a, of a girl, mm-hmm. you know, so, and it's, just like, uh, real incels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But at least with, with Tom Holland's Peter Parker, you know he's you know still a teenager at least you know so it's 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 not as it's not as bad as you know Tobey Maguire's. It felt too much. But Tobey Maguire was all about uh, MJ and mm-hmm. will she marry me? Mm-hmm. Will this work out? And also the burden of keeping his secret that didn't like he didn't reveal who he was till the end of the second movie. Yeah, and I guess that it happened at about the same time. This is the second movie, but like I just felt like there was way less angst put into like keeping his secret identity you know, well I, I well and i also felt and it was interesting to hear nicole talk about this and she can add on more to this but i, I wasn't looking to the movie for what will happen with mj and spider-man because to me that's been done enough mm-hmm. so maybe they didn't have chemistry but i didn't really care because at the end it's just a high school crush type of thing yeah but they're like they built it up since the first movie, and like MJ's, I feel like they're trying to make it be like this is a, a big motivator for Spider. It was his almost his whole motivation for this whole thing. He didn't want to do Spider Man stuff because he wanted to hang out with MJ. That was like which is classic Peter Parker. Yeah. So it's and then and then whenever they were together, it didn't really feel like they really they didn't have chemistry. I will say that they didn't have chemistry, and it was like such a big part of the plot. So I just like got kind of kind of tired of it. I guess I felt they had exactly the kind of non chemistry the two high two awkward high school students who like each other have. You know, like they're they're not sure if they should. They're not sure if they should admit that they like the other person to the other person because that exposes exposes vulnerability. Ned and was it what's her name Betty? Yeah, Ned and Betty. Oh, that was hilarious. I I enjoyed that that thoroughly. There was a better romantic storyline. They got yeah. together. They should release an episode that's just like a was, they, they, they had their own little dialogue. And, that was and then they had a, thing. a clean, oh, yeah, responsible yeah. They were, breakup. They were yeah. together and this then they was, broke this up. This was just a <laughs> summer, you know, out of town flight. We were in different area codes, yeah. different country codes. I feel like they're going to bring in Zendaya or like in, there's going to be more stuff that happens with her. And it's just, it's it kind of. I don't want to compare these two, but Gwyneth Paltrow and Tony Stark also never really had a lot of chemistry. That would be. And yes. so, and now they're also doing this, where they don't have a lot of chemistry. See, that just proves you more that Spider-Man is the next what Iron Man. The, what they do with the, the third one, because, you know, at the end of this one, they reveal that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. Yes. So who's going to be the villain in the third one? Is everybody just going to come after him? Is we're going to see, you know, Tombs come back, the Vulture? 
or hmm. whoever that the, the do you the, do you introduce the, the Green Goblin back? Do you or well, or the maybe Green, um, the Green Goblin hasn't been in this yeah. iteration yet, has he? No, 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 he hasn't. And what about? Is it the same guy that's also in Daredevil? Who's the? Isn't there like the the big hunky? Oh, it's about the like Wilson Fisk. Uh, yeah, no, Wilson Kingpin. 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 Yeah. I think trying to incorporate Kingpin would be a mistake, just because the Daredevil show did such an awesome and different take on Kingpin. Then who was Kingpin? Unless they had that guy. I was just remembering. Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio, who was perfect. Yeah, like, unless they actually have Vincent D'Onofrio be Kingpin in the third movie, which I would be all for if they wanted to go go for that, but unless they do that and have it be literally the same character, um, I don't think they should try and copy that. uh, They haven't done the whole, you know, crime boss thing in, in this one. Yeah, no, they haven't. But that would be a good angle if they wanted to go for it. It would be something different. It would be yeah. something different. You know, it, people, people forget all the all the comics that deal with just like more mundane bad guys that are human bad guys. A little bit like a, they had Donald Glover that they hit as being There was some speculation they might do Craven the Hunter, so which could mean mm-hmm. so somebody like, it could be like a kingpin hiring Craven the Hunter to come Take care of Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, hunt, hunt him. That, you know, it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, then easy. you get the the physical bad guy and the upper level bad guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Morbius? <laughs> Vampires now. Yeah. <laughs> you well, that, you have the blade crossover. <laughs> what they did pull back is JJ uh, Jameson or Jonesson. Yes, yeah. and oh, they kept on using J.K. Simmons. It's and like he's basically awesome. he's always going to be. But that's JJ. awesome. I love that they kept him across multiple series. J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he was a great J.J. He was like the well, perfect. Living people clapped, and I was like, Jameson. "Why are we clapping for this?" I'm just like. Oh, because he's always J. Jonah yeah. Jameson. Yes, well like done. Way, him, way not to not think out of the box. It would have been really funny if they'd still had him have the buzz cut, like put a buzz cut wig yeah, on him. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but I that was, was awesome. I was glad to see that, considering how different directions they went with characters like MJ or Flash. The yeah. non-traditional MJ, but red hair, is, non-traditional yeah. Flash being, you know, yeah. the jock guy. And they're still pulling, pushing... It's basically whenever you're going to deal with Spider-Man, you're going to deal with how young generation deals with social media. So mm-hmm. I want to do my selfies. Oh, he follows me on Instagram. You know, that that seems to be like... What's it's their the, love letter to Xennials. Exactly. Or please Gen continue Z or watching whatever. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Yes, yeah. please be engaged. Through, through your, yeah. your, your adolescence. Yeah. Through your Snapchattings. So, Santa mentioned about the one closing scene where they talked about the reveal publicly of, you know, Spider-Man is Peter Parker or whatever. And then Nick Fury, or the character Nick Fury that we saw in that movie apparently wasn't Nick Fury. It was the... The Scrolls. The Scrolls. The the, the couple from... Yeah. Was that just... uh, a funny haha moment, Santa, or do you think that has lags and something that's going to continue? I think, yeah. I mean, that's some. There's a lot of speculation of what what the next you know phase of Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to be, and I think the scrolls will play a big part. Which, if they, I mean, people are already like trying to speculate that you know this is the way they can bring back Iron Man or bring back Captain America. 
Like none of those. I don't. I don't want any of those people. That sounds like the worst scrolls. That sounds like the yeah. worst possible way to use the <laughs> yeah. scroll. I think that's what DC ability. would do. I mean, that is probably what DC would well, do. Well, that's how they did it in the comics. Like the, the there was like a uh, the the Secret Empire, Secret Wars, where like anybody that had died in the past, uh, and and then somehow came back, they were actually scrolls. So and then they were just basically in, like. Like sleeper agents until the time when all the scrolls were, were coming to take over the earth. So the scrolls became bad again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the scrolls are normally bad in in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the comics. Uh, A theory I read online was that um, basically the scrolls were providing cover for Nick, basically holding down Earth because Earth was in a lull because real Nick Fury needed to go form Sword in space yeah. with Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and so that'll play out in the next Captain Marvel movie yeah. slash uh, as Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well does anybody have anything else they wanted to cover before we move on to the ratings uh, no but I, I we talked about Mysterio but I just I think Jake Gyllenhaal, Gyllenhaal did just knocked out of the park he yeah, he was good. He, he did. I didn't think he was too cheesy or anything. Yeah, I found him genuinely likable in during the mm-hmm. deceptive part of this plot. Really, the only reason I knew that something was amiss is that the problem was solved at like the one hour mark. Yeah, and it's like, well, clearly something else has to happen. He he almost seemed too normal to yeah. be anything else. He but seemed he actually was believably he like was a good guy from another. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, only kind of quibble was they they called the MCU the 616 which it it's not but you know what do you wait what's this now the, the, that's what they're calling the the Marvel Cinematic Universe the 616 the 616 is the comic universe I don't know and then there's when did they call that there's 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 ultimate there's there's the multiverse you know right every every oh, universe oh okay the, every the universe has a number of it. Yeah. to it yeah I and get the Marvel it. comic universe is is 616 and so they said this is a they're, in the movie they said that they're, they're the, the real version of 616 also yeah. oh, okay, okay this is a dorky comic book <laughs> yeah. wow that's this, that's was, this is one not, of those things yeah. that's going to tell her just, just like when I told Tyler that Jake Gyllenhaal was the bad guy and she kept thinking it was Zach Galifianakis and was just waiting for him to show up in the movie <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah well she disappointed yeah uh. so I also think Jake Gyllenhaal is, it's interesting because he was considered strongly for playing Peter Parker in the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, was he? Tommy Tommy McGuire won out and I think he's talked about it. It was either like a scheduling thing or he he he, he was going to do it probably but then just it's like didn't they, work out. Are they ever going to have an American play Peter Parker? Not anymore. What's Tommy McGuire? is like Australian. He's or, Australian? No, he's not Australian. He's 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 American true and true. I didn't think Tommy McGuire's American. Let's Google Maguire. that shit. I've never heard him talk with not a non-American accent Bird. in film or. I mean, Andrew Garfield is he? Oh, he's British. He's British. Yeah. Tom Holland. H- him and British. Tom Holland are British. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's why there was outrage when Andrew Garfield was cast. All right, Saints and I. I hate to say it, but Tobey Maguire was born in Santa Monica, California. Okay, so he's okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, the only other thing I would add is. The first fight scene with Mysterio, where Peter Parker gets his ass handed to him, was amazing. Just like the, the way one in Venice or the, the one. I think it was in Venice. The the one where. Water monster. No 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 the one where Mysterio hands his ass to him. 
Because um, he's using all like the illusion stuff, and Peter. Parker. Well, there was the Mexico one, and then I'm talking about in this movie where the, they had the in that building in the building. Yeah, they had the zombie Iron Man where he's just like throwing everything he's got at him, and it's like super surreal and trippy. I just thought that was an awesome way to illustrate the uh, unique every, uh, nature of Mysterio's power. Yeah, I don't remember where it was, but yeah, it was a great way to illustrate. It was Berlin. It was a great way to illustrate, illustrate like the unique nature of Mysterio's powers and just make him seem like a a badass in his own right. So I thought that was cool. Well, Rotten Tomato gave it a 9%. 90? Yes. So, Santa, feel free to trash it with this or will, but you, you'd be fighting against What Rotten was Tomato. its weekend box office? It was like a 90%, but on Metacritic, it's at a 68. Mm. So, 90, it just means it has more reviews. 90% of their reviews are above a 70. But they're just yeah. like... Internet Boobies Database says it's 69, dude, yeah, yeah. on the Meta- what, Metacritic. Yeah, nice. So, they went up one point. Do you know what Endgame's Metacritic score was off the top of your head? Um, higher what would you know could, do you have in front of you what uh, Far From Home's weekend box office was because apparently it was, it was good but I mean they it also was, opened up on a Tuesday yeah. on a holiday weekend so. yeah. it was 185 for the six days I think it was only like 95 over the weekend so good but not not like shockingly good well, I mean, it was they. They said it's the the biggest for a movie that opened on a Tuesday. <laughs> that means nothing. <laughs> what a stupid thing to say. I think Disney's doing just fine. Yeah. Santa, what's your star rating out of five stars? It's like a three nine. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. So higher than what I thought you were going to say. Based. I mean, I still enjoyed the movie. Just had, yeah. You know, just. Wasn't Nicole? perfect. Yeah. Nicole. Just a three, I think. Just a three. Yeah. Okay. I mean, just didn't feel the love. It just, uh, I, I, I felt like some of the Marvel MCU magic just wasn't quite there. And it, they're just starting from the beginning again. Mm-hmm. They have a lot to build up for, so it's, you know, you gotta start from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Cameron? I'll go to four. Okay. Um, you know, like, it, like I think I gave Endgame a five because it was as, as good as that kind of movie can be. If I recall correctly, I think I gave Aquaman a three. Yeah. So it was definitely way better in m- many respects than Aquaman. So, yeah, it was like like Santa said, like there's certain things that d- I didn't love, but overall I had a great time at the movies. I'll go with a four as well. I find it to be highly rewatchable. I, I might yeah. even want to watch it more than The Homecoming if it comes on again. Um, I'll definitely Spider-Man. catch it on Netflix. I, I just, I, I found it funny, I found it quick-paced, I found it highly rewatchable, I loved all the characters. You really like the villain, too. Yeah, I... I you said well, that he's one of your favorites. He is one of my favorites, but I don't, also don't feel like he just totally made up the movie. Yeah. I just... Especially when you... So, like one of the things that we talked about, and I've seen some other fellow podcasters talk about with Captain Marvel... So slow, and long action, and long breaks till action and just not you know are used to just like I can't even catch my breath which I felt like even with Endgame it being three hours was still well paced enough that I caught my breath at just the right moments and then I got right back in the action that's what I want when I want to watch a an, an MCU or any superhero movie I just want to be funny dialogue quick action don't slow down too much and that's what it is and it wasn't anything super awesome I, I thought at best it was 
more of a comedy action than a dramatic action, and I, that's the highest I could probably give a comedy action is probably before. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so there's been a few other movies that we've caught, um, or maybe we haven't, but Santa Brave the New World and watch Men in Black, Men in Black. International. Care to share your thoughts? Uh, not good. Not uh, good. That's so disappointing. That's, that's it surprising really too. Fun. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is about the that franchise. You would think that they would be able to do good with it. Who owns it? It's a. It's a Sony. Uh, well, that's part produced. of the Well, it's, and you know, it's based off a a Marvel imprint comic mm-hmm. so uh, remember they were part of the comic book rack remark. Yeah. yeah source material though is only it's Chris that's Hensworth. like just how you I mean, Chris Hensworth up. and uh, Tessa Thompson of, have good chemistry right yeah but he just yeah, kind of like phoned in this, this his performance you here. just feel like he didn't care or something yeah it's idea you just I really, it's he's crazy like I'm gonna keep on playing the same character over and over again is what yeah. I heard basically yeah the funny pretty boy um, just, just like he was in uh, the Ghostbusters yeah movie, we were right? talking about that too <clears throat> Uh, did you see John Wick 3? We saw John Wick 3. Uh, I heard that it was maybe even better than John Wick 1. I haven't uh, seen it yet. I don't... It's, it's, I think it's at least better than the second one. Yeah, it's better than the second one. The second one was a little forced. The second one was definitely a bridge movie. Yeah. And then... Yeah. And now this one... This one was probably maybe a little too violent at oh. times. Did you see this one? <laughs> the fact that you're saying yeah. that. Did you like, feel uh, it was too violent? It's a John Wick movie. <laughs> Did you feel it was too yeah. violent? I thought it was uh, uh, an appropriate amount of violence. I mean, the first for... one, they killed a puppy, so... Off screen, mind you. They'll show you eviscerating a human being on screen these days. They killed that puppy off screen. Well, that's so, because ASPCA is going to come after you. About? Like the, the whole really? knife through the eye and actually oh, seeing yeah. him stick the knife God. through the eye. Uh, that know. sounds horrible. But it's like, it was him... He wasn't just killing people with guns. He was d- using stuff, you know. Like, uh, uh, he was like getting he, creative. Getting, yeah. And so I guess that's the next step. In, until it's in, until he stabs somebody in the urethra. It only gets so much fun killing a person normally but for so long. But he had to do that because he didn't have access to just, like, all the, the guns, stuff he yeah, could but, at the Continental. Uh, I really like John Wick 3. Um, it had a good amount of twists and turns. It had a lot of world building. Do you have really to? Do you have to have seen John Wick two? Absolutely. What? Damn it! Because I saw John Wick one and I thought it was. I, re- I really liked it. I was just, surprised at how good it was. But. You could just rent it sometime. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen John Wick two, and I barely remember it. John Wick one's always on television. So Santa or, or Cameron, if you and I just want to sit sit back and watch John Wick two, we can. Yeah, we could watch it some. If if it ever rains again, we should watch John Wick two. If it ever rains again. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna rain. There's just gonna be like. It's not a movie you only watch when it rains. Well, I mean, we're probably good. we probably all have stuff to do this summer if it's not raining. Um, Cameron, I don't know if we got a chance to talk about it uh, in the last episode because we thoroughly talked about Endgame, Game of Thrones. I know Sam was an watchers, but wh- where do you weigh in on the controversy that was that? last season um the season was not great the writing was the problem uh i feel like there, i was actually thinking today there was uh so one one thing that i've been watching that i don't think anybody it's too nerdy even for this group of people i watched star trek discovery season two. Oh wow and uh it had the same problem to an even probably greater extent than game of thrones did which was uh 
cinematography, acting, budget, special effects, all perfect, all great. Writing was garbage. You know what you just reminded me of, which I think is a good tie-in? Yeah. The last season of Battlestar Galactica. That was better than both of those things. But yeah. still, they suffered. they hurried to mm-hmm. wrap up a... But that's because they had a writer's strike. Writer they had an yes. external force that hurt the last season of Battlestar Galactica. Like, what's Game of Thrones' excuse? They had HBO begging them to make more. The excuse was is those guys were just done with They're it. Ready They're ready to move on. Yeah. To me, they were done with it. That's a story that is not untold. I do agree, Nicole. They're they're totally ready to Star Wars. They're ready to but, fuck up Star Wars. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> they're ready to see Star Wars get fucked you up. Could, yeah. You could... Look, when did they really have to start Star Wars? I mean, they could just tell... What are they film. doing We Star need Wars. another year. They're, doing, they're, they're doing, doing the next nine, big right? trilogy. They're doing Old Republic type stuff. Like pre uh, Phantom Menace, so like you know, Old Republic, like the beginning of the Jedi. The okay, the I mean, overall theme of what they were trying to do, I agree. They they did what they could to build up to all of that from the previous seasons, but it was clear that it was so super rushed that everything felt forced. Yeah, and it it's taking a series that was the slow you know mm-hmm. song of ice and fire, fire and yeah. just rushing it at the end because you just ran out of time and I mean, and it was too apparent for just the the normal savvy yeah. n- normal just casual uh, everybody could person tell that they as were opposed hurrying. to savvy. Yeah, savvy everybody person. could tell that there wasn't like a year and a half between. There was an. Ext- it was two years. It was so long. Yeah, and, and it wasn't even about the time it took for them to write this, this. It was about their choice to say like, "Hey, if you guys want to do ten episodes for the last <laughs> season, go do it." And they're like, "Nah, we're good with six. That's they just didn't want to do it anymore. I think there's something about Game of Thrones that it's such just a heavily character based drama with so many people that's going on that it just burns you out if you try to write it yeah and so i appreciate that they got burned out what i don't appreciate is like why not hand it off you know Mm -hmm. no like very few shows are written by the same people for the entire course of the show control if you didn't like it being handed off to you from uh whatever his name is George R. R. Martin. Yeah. Oh. Then you, you can hand it off like he handed it off to you to somebody else. Then yeah. you can go make Star Wars. I mean, it's like... Uh, I, think, I think I've said this before, but if you wrote down all of the plot points on paper that happened in Season 8, I bet it will align very closely with how the book ends. Mm-hmm. If it, which it will never end because he's never going to get that seventh book out. He'll die first. But... Um, <clears throat> but uh, he will get there in a way that is so much more nuanced and organic to the characters that even the same conclusion will feel very much more satisfying. And also, like, in the book, he, magic is building. Like, mm-hmm. there's more and more magic throughout the five books because mm-hmm. it's it's coming to a crescendo with characters and plots and all that. It seems like they didn't like magic and just... After they passed the books... The magic makes reduced the magic down. There's a lot of people that don't like the magic. But and I mean, they had turned the magic down in the TV series as opposed to what's in the book. If they did that and kept the characters behaving in a way that was like authentic to the characters, then I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But the characters were just 
behaving in a way that was convenient to making the plot move forward. You know? Gotcha. So, Moving man. on to one more series. So Tyler and I are in halfway through Stranger Things Oh, three. we haven't started any of it haven't yet. Haven't started it, and... Finished we finished it. it. You all finished it. Good for y'all. Did you like it? It was good? Yeah, without any spoilers, this is going to be a spoilerless. If, I mean, oh, there, was a, there was a pause we, there. Did you see? Yeah, and then it was like, a, like, a, a, right, like I think Santa you, threw up in his I mouth. I really <laughs> wanted to talk about this with Ooh, you guys. Is it going to have to be waiting for the next season? Okay, so this brings Wait. up a funny topic or an amazing topic. What is the correct waiting period for spoilers, Cameron? Uh, it depends because a week says Nicole, but what do you say? Yeah. You say well, depends. The, the I area, agree. Yeah. It depends. So if if it's a show like Game of Thrones where it comes it comes out on a schedule, and once every week, once every week, once the final episode drops, I think, or once the latest episode drops, you know, I think it's fair if you haven't seen it to be like, please don't tell me, and if. And people should respect that. And you can leave the room if somebody wants to have a conversation. But I'd say a week is fine. With a show like Game, uh, sorry, uh, Stranger Things, where it comes out and you can binge works. watch it, <laughs> then I think it's actually a longer grace period because not everybody has time like Santa Nicole does. Yeah, I, mean, I was do nothing and watch four episodes. In <laughs> I one was on city. a family vacation without yeah. internet. We have responsibility, unlike Santa and Nicole. But I mean, it's not even so much like you guys have so much free time. So what? But, what do you uh, all think, Santa and Nicole, about what's what's the acceptable grace period for a binge watch TV that has eight so episodes just I'm, dropped on you? Yeah. I'm not going to ever around any of my friends if they say I haven't watched Stranger Things 3 and it's a year later I'm not going to say stuff about it sure um, but if I'm out in public at a restaurant I'm not going to like lower my voice or anything after yeah. well, I, if you're having your own conversation yeah. and somebody at the next table over is like how dare you <laughs> yeah or uh, well, stop eavesdropping on my yeah, conversation yeah, why are you listening to me talk yeah. but, uh, I'm not I, walking out of the movie theater talking about the movie right yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't really post on about like spoilers and stuff like that on Facebook or anything. So right. that's not really an issue for me. So it's mostly just like I'm I'm always gonna be nice to you guys. Like I'm not gonna purposefully spoil this or anything. And, and even any kind of reaction could be considered a spoiler. Just yeah. asking me what I think about yeah. this. If you think yeah. it's bad, it's a, I don't it's a trap. spoiler. If you think it's good, I don't think so it's a spoiler. So, I say this because Santa is not as much of a Stranger Things fan as I am. Mm-hmm. I love Stranger Things. Stranger Things 1 is still my favorite. Stranger Things 2 is still really good. This is not my favorite of the yeah. three. Um, I feel like they, they're burning it out. But they introduced two, uh, three really good new characters. Um, and the ending, I was... Is one of them uh, the Ethan Hawke, uh, Uma Thurman, Uma Thurman child? Maya yeah. Hawke. Maya. Maya. Yeah, she's good. She's great. I love her character. Wait, in real life, Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman had a kid? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We were for a while. How did I miss that? You just don't read the People right. magazine. I don't read, I don't read okay. Weekly enough. And us weekly. Okay, yeah. Are they still together? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Hmm. And she's wow. like 18 or 19 now, so... So she's up there. So, yeah, it could have been a long time. Yeah. I, I missed that whole epic. Um, yeah. So all the all the new characters they added were great, so they're continuing with that track. Um, I just appreciate the Duffer Brothers' effort and experience and natural tendencies to call back to mm-hmm. the things that I remember <laughs> about 
you know, late seventies, early eighties cinema that that they still are able to call back. It's almost like when they start writing the series, they're just like, okay, so this is the plot that we want to do, but these are the tropes that we yeah. enjoyed in this time period that we want to have callbacks to yeah. that we think everybody will remember and enjoy. And as Red Letter Media pointed out with their discussion of season one, it's not it's not actually true to the time. It's true to your nostalgia for the time. Like, for what you remember. There's no way a kid in like the mid '80s would have had a uh, uh, what's the John Carpenter poster he had? It was the, I think it was either the, the thing. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way they would have had the, a thing poster in the '80s because that movie bombed. Nobody appreciated that movie for a long time, but. Uh, I mean, maybe some kid. Yeah, I, maybe I know some, a kid that probably okay. would. Not me, but I know a kid. But but, but it's one of those things where it's it's, it's not actually true to the time. Mm. It's true to your memories and emotions of the time, which is actually probably smarter or better or whatever you want to call it in terms of the thing they're making today. I think it was probably far-fetched, because where, where is this? It, it's in Indiana, right? Indiana. I think it's far-fetched to think that a sheriff in... in in you know Hawkins, Indiana, was so obsessed with Magnum PI that he bought a bunch of uh, you or know Hawaiian, Hawaiian t-shirts. Right, but at the same time, you knew because 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 like yeah, because at that time in the eighties, he's just a middle-aged man who's the sheriff of a small town. Is he really gonna be like that Magnum PI? He's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you're a cop, maybe you thought yeah. he would be cool. I, mean, I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Columbo. I don't know. Yeah. What, would, what would be the cool cop and the hunter? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I still think the best part of Stranger Things is how it's just groups of different people, and at the end they all meet up to mm-hmm. to do the thing together. And they did have a lot of story threads. This is one thing I've realized. I was like, man. There's the Hopper Joyce story thread. There's the uh, Dustin um, Steve. Steve thread. There's the you know uh, L and and Max thread. There's the Billy thread. There's the uh, what's the uh, Kathy? What's her name? Jonathan and oh, oh yeah, Jonathan and whatever Mike's sister Nancy. Nancy's, Nancy's thread. I mean, there's like five or six different threads mm-hmm. that. They, are clearly just way off in a lot of different things and they, uh, you know it's going to come together at least they, I hope it does yeah. yeah it comes together pretty good the last couple episodes were really entertaining good um, I, I think it's good harmless fun and I look forward just, to it it's just good <clears throat> I don't know like I said I haven't TV. seen any episodes well, yet well get in on it well I, you know? Chris and I have been meaning to we probably would have watched this tonight except for this podcast but um and then you, she had her birthday yesterday Happy birthday, Kristen. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday Kristen. You should listen to the podcast. <laughs> she won't. She won't. Um, but uh, I've already seen memes on the internet where they're talking about uh, what's uh, the boyfriend's name, who's probably not the boyfriend anymore, but how like when more normal people have a breakup, they're sad, but when he had a breakup, he adopts... Oh, Steve. A, a, yeah, he, Steve adopts a gang of kids and becomes yeah. the best single mom yeah. the 80s ever saw. Steve lost his mojo. That's all I can say. Steve just, lost his just mojo wait a little bit. You... Watch it. <laughs> we do watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Well, hopefully by the time we record our next podcast, we'll all get seen it and we yep, can we throw will. in our, our two cents in sure on Stranger Things Scene 3. So, until
until then, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this was awesome. Uh, episode 28. Looking forward to recording episode 29. And we will see you later out there. Hurricane, listen to yourself, turn world so the zone needs.